This is episode two of season four, and our campaign is called Calls In. I'm Adam Griffin, and I'm your host or dungeon master or guide through this particular adventure. At the end of the last episode, the party just left the Burchaki Inn, and now it's time to find out what happens next. This episode, as well as the session it originated from, was recorded on August 23rd, 2020. And just as a reminder, Calls In is intended to be a cooperative story-based live play campaign through Skype for up to four players, with a cast of various additive NPCs to assist the narrative. In-character teamwork between players is welcome and encouraged. This campaign is based off of the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons, with elements and influences from the Acquisition Incorporated sourcebook, but it's not intended to be a one-to-one, strictly D&D campaign. Influences are from everywhere, and anything can make an appearance at any time, because the story goes where the story goes. Weird, potentially horrific circumstances will most likely occur, and there may be profanity, so listener discretion is advised. And with that, let's dive on in to episode two. Granger's already out the door. All right, so Granger's gone. Um, okay. I'm guessing uh, Duran Duran's having a moment where you know new information is colliding, and he's he's doing his best to move his feet. And uh, Mal also going. Yeah, Mal. Mal will definitely not want to let Granger get very far away from him at any time if it's possible to avoid. <laughs> Just, okay. Oh so God, no. You guys are uh, outside the inn. Um, it's daytime. Um, matter of fact, even though it's daytime, let's roll some dice. Everybody, give me perception checks. Uh, what a is it a twenty or twenty? Yep. Mal rolled a two. Mal rolled a two. So yep. Mal. <laughs> Has just walked outside and just stops, <laughs> but doesn't really see you know any, any surroundings or anything like that. <laughs> just spacing out. Just spaced like, out. Front that's really dark and but it's like really bright outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just Long trying ahead. to adjust the lighting inside the end was kind of weird. So what do we got? We got a two from Mal. Granger got a sixteen. Granger got a sixteen. All right. Uh, Duran Duran. Let's see. That would be six plus thirteen. Thirteen. All right. So Granger and uh, Duran both just kind of starts taking everything in. Um, the town itself is very 
regimented as far as how it looks. All the buildings look the same, but are in clusters of three. Um, residential buildings, you can see kind of houses off to the left, like a cluster, a clump of houses off to the left, clump in the middle, clump on the right. Um, there are also structures that look like taverns, three taverns, three different taverns. Uh, left, middle, right. And then up higher on the hill are three huge houses. Uh, now, Granger is kind of looking at everything and turns around to take a look at the inn itself. Now that you've gone inside and come back outside, the inn looks like it either fell from somewhere very high, almost like it got scorched on its way down. The sign that says Bertacki Inn looks kind of burned. The sigil uh, itself looks like one that you might have seen on your travels. A corporation of sorts. But while this sigil uh, would usually, as you would normally see it, right side up, this one is inverted. Okay. And it too, instead of the uh, uniformed etching that you're used to seeing, if Granger can remember such a thing, this thing looks kind of torn and angled and, and, and ripped at. So it's a recognizable sigil. But if Granger uh, is kind of intuitive enough to recognize this, he'd know that this is not uh, the sigil of a corporation that is dedicated to acquisitions. <laughs> uh, but it is something that's been transformed somehow. So it's it's that logo, but it's been like... It's, it's been little... ripped at and inverted and twisted. Okay. Alright. It's a uh, Wolfpack version. Yeah. Sweet. Yes. Sweet. So wolf, Wolfpack version. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. Oh, that song's stuck in my head. Alright, uh, so... <laughs> listen to Nitro talk very easily. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep it moving. So, nope. so you guys see this, but your destination was uh, Smith's, which is directly on the right. Yep. So, uh, Granger, do you say anything about what you've seen, or do you keep it moving? Oh no, he's gonna keep it moving. Okay. Uh, he, I mean, he, yeah, he'd make a mental note that uh, this is. Um, this is this might be an operation uh, from them that that went sideways, or this might be somebody tried a, a hostile takeover here or something. So he he recognizes that there could be some of that some of the stink of the of the powers that be here. Uh, I'm not, and I don't know how he feels about them. Um, that's a fun question, but yeah, he wouldn't he wouldn't say anything. Okay. 
Uh, so you guys head on over. It Smith's right there. Uh, and you walk on in. And uh, it's a very simple layout. Uh, there's a uh, point of sale right there. Smith, there's a two sets of stairs, one leading up, one leading down. Smith himself is a uh, dark-skinned, bald-headed, bearded man. And uh, he's busy just kind of whittling away at, at, at uh, a wood covering of sorts. He looks up, he sees you guys come in. He goes, oh, you guys from next door? Yep, just got in. Okay. Uh, give me perception checks from everybody. Come on, D twenty. Don't, don't, don't roll another two. Seventeen. Seventeen. Yep. Seventeen for Granger. Granger is remarkably perceptive. That's a twenty-four. Twenty-four for Durant. Durant. Oh, I forgot that we have you know bonuses to perception and stuff like that. So. <laughs> My bad. Uh, or the 10 plus 3. 10 plus 3. 13! The lucky All right. number. Alright, so... <laughs> Luckiest. Luckiest. So, Duran Duran notices this first. Uh, while there are two set, sets of steps, um, the, the staircase leading up is, you know, just blocked off by a simple rope. The staircase leading down is blocked off by a... Uh, gate that looks hastily installed and very out of place. Okay. Um, other than that, there are wares, quite visible, uh, but it's all simple. Uh, none of you detect uh, any, any magic or anything available there. Um, the smith uh, just kind of notices and just says, yeah, we had a break-in uh, from an unexpected place. Um, so, uh, anything that you might need for any bigger troubles is off-limits at this time. But, uh, whatever else you need, I can get you uh, just as long as it's within my abilities to procure it for you. So Duran immediately speaks out and says, does that include a rifle? And uh, Smith just kind of looks at you and goes, saw Reen's rifle, didn't you? The first rifle I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> and uh, Smith just lets out a whistle and says, man, that thing is hard to replicate and the ones I got well they're kind of picky but uh, we'll see what we can do picky you say well I know my friend over here is very interested in getting one yeah oh, the, oh, the picky God, no. better <laughs> he's really into picky things yeah and uh the smith goes I don't know uh, we'll see. So he says, come on over here with me. So he walks over, 
to like section of barrels. It gives you a thumbs up, pushes them out of the way. There's a door. Goes through a door. You guys follow. Uh, in this place, it's off to the side, but it looks like a uh, warrior's respite of weapons. Uh, give me another perception check. Everybody. Everybody. Six. That's a ten. Uh, eleven. Okay, you guys uh, did not notice anything right now. Um, but uh, Smith looks at you. It's kind of nods. Said rifle, huh? Yeah. Uh, take your pick. Any points? Over. And there is a section with uh, seven rifles all perched on the wall. Goes three, then two, then one, and then one. And uh, he just motions to the rifles. He says, take a pick. Uh, are they all... Do they all look alike? They all look alike. Huh. Three and two and one and one. He would either take what is the most Granger move. He would leave the three there. He would take one from the the two. Okay. So now it's three and then three. Okay, well... Three, one, one, one. Well, uh... Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Granger goes to take it, but it does not budge. No. Deemed me unworthy. Give me another roll. The guy, and he's like, can I get a key for this? The Smith nods and goes, you should have it already. Uh, he, uh, he takes out his cube. Uh-huh. And just kind of like uh, waves it around. <laughs> a little bit, uh, a little bit of this. Give, give me a perception check because Granger didn't see yet. Granger did not see anything, and he did not see anything yet. That's a five. Okay. Um, <laughs> He's just looking like an ass. Smith walks. The Smith walks over. <laughs> And says, I can't do this for you because it's linked. Oh. Okay. But uh, if you're completely bonded to it, place it into the divot underneath. All right. Uh, and Granger would do that without thinking twice. There's a clunk, <laughs> but the thing Granger. still doesn't budge. Oh, no. Okay, so he he pulls the cube out. Can he pull the cube out? Yeah. Okay. Um, he takes it out and he's like, um, "I'm gonna. I have to consult somebody about this." Uh, uh, <laughs> the Smith uh, takes a look at the cube and he looks at Granger. He says, "Did you?" 
talk to Sai about this after you got the cube? Yeah, he said that uh, if I think I'm dead, I'm not dead. But like, I, that's a problem with me, honestly. So. And uh, Smith just kind of sighs audibly. <laughs> and uh, he hands Granger the cube. And he says, uh, you get this fixed, I can get you a rifle. But I'm going to have to rework the system for you guys. Because if these cubes are broken, there's other things we got to take care of. So do you need anything else? Duran immediately takes out his cube and he's like, <laughs> like looking at it like, there's something we were... I guess there's some questions we didn't ask about these cubes. <laughs> and he just looks at the cube. And then he looks at Granger, and he's like... Yeah. And the Smith nods, and he goes, Look, it's been a horrible time here. Uh, we're happy that we were able to get some more associates... Because the front office just ignores us. <laughs> yeah, so Granger is like, yeah, what's going on with the front office? And who do you guys talk to there? And if you want me to make a uh, any kind of charisma check, I'm happy to. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about it in my head because I have to keep some stuff straight. Um, <laughs> uh, the Smith nods and he goes, see, that's the thing. Um, I don't know what Rain told you because, well, she and y'all are really broken up about what happened with the others, but the front office, our pneumatic system for communication is on the fritz, and, uh, well, if you talk to the Teagues, that boy up there, uh, he might want to talk about it now. All right. But uh, you guys, if you, if you have outstanding orders, I'd say fill those in. Uh, make sure you watch out for each other. And uh, keep your heads on a swivel because those families will rip everybody apart in order to stay in power. Okay. This man has opinions. Um, so Granger says, um, so yeah, well, while we're, while we're talking about this, you, you said that you got, you were robbed from an unexpected place. What, what's going on with that, man? Uh, the Smith just kind of glances off. And he says, one of my own took my stash. Well, that does seem unexpected. That's just wrong. That's not cool. Yeah, what's cool is, what isn't cool is what she took. And uh, we can't find it anymore. 
what what uh what was it? We'll keep an eye out for it. You guys heard of those apocalypse daggers? <laughs> well, I should say that Granger has like several daggers on him. <laughs> Uh, and was going to ask if he could buy a couple more daggers here like for his collection. Um, yeah, so he like his eyes, his eyes light up, and <laughs> he's like, uh, "I have, I have, I've, I've read about them. I have, I have heard about them from beings from beyond this plane of existence, but." I thought those were just myths. And Smith sh- shakes his head and he goes, "No, we figured it out. I only got one batch of them ready, but I figured out the secret. Secret is you got to change the form. And I made arrows." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mal is deeply concerned. He doesn't say anything. He just looks very concerned. Now, everything is locked up here. But that damn Kimma snuck in here and took him. And well, after what happened to her, I, and then he just cuts himself off. And he goes, look, you guys really need to protect yourselves out there. Because Reen and Gal can't do it all by themselves. And if you and if you get Shivi to unsheath her sword, then that means we're all gonna die. So <laughs> Shivi. All right. Just immediately see Granger being like, "How can I make this happen?" <laughs> yeah. I mean, he would he would laugh the name Shivi. <laughs> <laughs> we're all gonna die. Yeah. Between apocalypse arrows and Granger taunting the cook. <laughs> wasn't taunting the cook. He wanted to go. And he had so he had some opinions on whatever and whatever they were making. <laughs> whatever they're just, just randomly critiquing the meal. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That is that is one hundred percent in. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> In the character of uh, Ranger Mad Moon. Uh. Um. Yeah. Uh. So I yeah like all joking aside, he would he would want to get a couple of daggers. Well. Apocalypse or otherwise. Whichever, <laughs> <laughs> whichever. Which uh, uh, the Smith <laughs> says, "Well, I, I'm not going to make the daggers here because uh, th- those those count down, and you can't control the process. But the arrows, well, those were last minute for a really bad situation, and what she about- stole them." What about regular daggers? Regular daggers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those. We have to go back out to the regular room for that. I mean, oh, is there anything else? Is there anything else in this in the secret room that that might draw his interest? That that I mean, because we have three magic users, right? So, is there anything in here that pings? Is like, is there something that like they, they would all be 
like I want to get my hands on that focus, or are there like uh, in in here? Well, the only thing it's all standard weaponry. Yeah. Um, the only really magic item he had were the arrows. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, he's right he's yeah. everything else is kind of yeah still under construction. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we I I'll, I'll pick up a couple of daggers for my my collection. Okay. On the way so, back. Uh, all right. So, uh, daggers for you. You you gentlemen need anything? Do we uh, not character question? Do we have anything in particular on us uh, as far as weapons go? Um, you guys have for right now. You guys have what's on your sheets. So okay. I don't know how I didn't double check to see how much you might have put in, but I'm assuming standard equipment just for the sake of yeah. whatever we're, we're, cool. we're going into here. Well, mm-hmm. I know what you're going into, but you guys don't. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Duran's good with his boomerang. Mal's just t- going to take a look around at the the blunt instruments and see if anything jumps out at him. Okay. Uh. Smith sees Mal looking around. It's like a one like a base, or uh, we get your hammer. Maybe you could throw it at people. <laughs> a throwing hammer. Yes, that is oh, very yeah. interesting. We get you. We get you one of these. You know, some I heard. I heard. Check this out. I heard that some of the gods of old could throw hammers and have them come back to them. Now I don't know if you'll be able to do that, but see what happens. One can but try. What a what an inane response! It would fit that character, fit the character perfectly. <laughs> well, I can only try. So it, it is something yeah. that Thor from like the beginning of the MCU would probably say too. <laughs> uh, Mal is Mal is very interested in this throwing hammer and would like to acquire one. All right. So uh, the Smith kind of nods and rushes over, picks up the hammer, and it does have a. The strap on on the on the handle. Uh, hands it to Mal, and uh, just says, "Hold up, one second. Pulls out a uh, a, uh, a notepad. Damn, getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, I forgot what the fucking notepad was. Pulls uh, <laughs> out this thing that you can write this on. This thing you can pages. write on. It's got paper on it." <laughs> <laughs> so he, he scribbles uh, one throwing hammer. No, one hammer, comma throwing. Turns around and says, <laughs> says "Going to need you to sign here. Front office covers everything." Mal just says, "Okay," and, and he doesn't say, "Okay." He just takes up the pen and or whatever the writing instrument of question is and signs. That's pen. We're flexible. And uh, <laughs> Smith nods, puts it in his pocket. Says, gentlemen, can I get you anything else? I know you got places to be. I think we're good. Well, so out of out of character question, you don't plan on making us like like do our characters need to worry about eating? Like, should we buy rations here? Um, rations no. Here? You know what? It's gonna be circumstantial based on what happens. Oh shit! All right. Like, uh, it's I like, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to itemize every every action. Like three sessions in, Griff's going to be like, "You're all very hungry. You haven't <laughs> eaten for weeks." Yeah, can I grab some a couple of kind bars? 
Yeah, maybe wasabi peanuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely get those. You, you would totally be into that. Like, whatever kind of, like, weird-ass trail mix yeah. is, like, unique to this plane. Yep. <laughs> um, Things uh, like can, the, he'll eat. The Smith just kind of looks oddly for a moment, and he goes, I, uh, so yeah, I got a, I got a meal bundle of sorts, I guess. And he just walks over. He goes, nobody's ever asked for this. Oh, no. <laughs> and he just walks over to a corner, like, uh, kicks a box. Kicks a box. <laughs> like, listens for the sound, nods, <laughs> picks it up, and plops it down in front of you guys. And he goes, now, look. Food in here can last a very long time, uh, but you gotta follow the instructions. Oh yeah. If it says oh. add hot water, add hot water. Hundred percent. Only problem is, you guys aren't gonna know what it is until you open it up and cook it. So oh, man. this is like a this is like dream come true for Granger. Yeah. <laughs> like perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He look. He looks at the three. He goes. Y'all gonna need three each, or maybe maybe six each. Uh, I mean, if it's on the home office, then let's just go wild and get six. Six each. That's eighteen. Uh, all right. One second. Pulls out his notepad, scribbles down. So you're gonna need all three of you to sign. Yep. Greener makes his X. Mouse. Mal signs his name, and what I imagine is obnoxiously beautiful flowing text. <laughs> He's. Trained in calligraphy. <laughs> I mean, man grew up in a church. Oh yeah. So it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like outside of a realistic realm for him to have like just a stupid amount of training and transcribing. It takes like someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it takes him a full minute to sign his nine-letter name. <laughs> Duran signs with a lowercase d, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> um, it could be backwards. He doesn't know how to write, so <laughs> the Smith nods and he goes, "All right, uh, let me let me get you guys a, a little cart because everything's within walking distance, even the family houses on the uh, hill. So you guys aren't going to need a carriage or anything like that. All right, uh, but let me get you a cart and you guys can be on your way. Uh, just a couple quick hints. Stay on the roads." Do not go into the creeping forest. Why not? And the smith just looks and he goes, because the grass eats people out there. It's not like any forest I grew up in. The calls in uh, is away from other places for a very, very important reason. It's so we can keep everything else at bay. And he goes, but you guys, I'm sure you will stick to what you have to do and not head to any of the other places. So uh, he gets you, uh, oddly enough, what looks to be a red wagon. (laughs) Uh, Stacks your foodstuffs in there. And says, uh, good luck. Just just one red wagon? Yep. 
Radial flyer. Yep. All right, Mal, Mal takes the handle and silently volunteers to pull the wagon behind him. <laughs> We've got a, a wagon with 18 prepackaged meals. We're like Boy Scouts like doing meals on wheels. It's a like giant <laughs> pile of mystery food. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so Granger wants to. Granger's gonna be intentionally the last person to to walk out, um, to leave the, like the shop or whatever, um, and he he's gonna ask the guy, um, uh, he says so since like it sounds like some of the the wildlife here is kind of, uh, a little bit, uh, sketchy. Is there any place around here that you know where I could get some like good tobacco? Or like anything kind of smokable, and he would he would unscrew one of his horns, where he had his, one of his horns is like a uh, kind of like a pipe, um, and he it's already packed, and he he shows it to the guy just to like give him a sense. Like I don't know what you would call this here, but does this like smell familiar to you? <laughs> and uh, the Smith doesn't like it. It doesn't oh. even phase him, kind of. Yeah. He just goes, Oh yeah, uh, you into that mess—the same mess that the Teague boys into, huh? <laughs> that mess. And then yeah. he just kind of—he just kind of—he just kind of looks at Granger, concerned, and just goes. <laughs> he just now he just goes. You uh, you see visions too? Oh, uh, all the time. You seen visions about this place? <sighs> I feel like I should roll for that. <laughs> I can kind of answer that for you. Okay. Just just as GM. No, he wouldn't. No. You, yeah, I didn't think he would have would have either. Um. Like no, no. And then uh, the meaning to talk to my to my benefactor about this, but I will I will commune with her with her later. And uh, yeah, so. Anyway, um, thanks for your help, and uh, uh, we'll we'll see you when we see you. Uh, Smith nods. He goes, "Sure thing. Uh, be careful, and uh, if you need to drop my name anywhere, it's Will." And he just walks back in. <laughs> Close the door. Will the Smith? Yep. <laughs> Will the Smith. Will the Smith. Uh, Granger drops like one of those off. Like when he says, "Take care." Granger's like, you too. <laughs> 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 and, and, and like, you see him coming out and like screwing his horn back on. Like, all right. I feel let's like go now. see this. Uh, let's, I think we should start with the Teague. The Teagues. The, they're in? Or just going to the... Hey, it's Griff again, and this is the end of episode two. Big thanks to Mark Warren for working his production magic, as well as thanks to all of our players for lending their time and skill to help bring this adventure to life. With literal cannibal grass and stolen apocalypse arrows out in the world, this party of ours may or may not be in over their heads. And I'm not just saying that because I know what's going to happen next. For example, did I know the simple nomenclature joke about Will the Smith would miss its ultimate cultural moment by a few weeks? Hell no. 
But I'm still happy it's in there because it made folks chuckle. I sure hope there's laughs in store for our party because in episode 3 it might just be the beginning of their end. Now if you need something else to listen to before that drops, you can always check out the rest of the shows on the Scatterbrain Radio Podcast Network over at scatterbrainradio.com. But for now, I've got to say goodbye. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Take care.